Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahe Mooley Jr. And joining me as always on the ones and twos, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zach Hicken. Emma, what is up, brother? Not much, dude. Let me introduce tonight's guest. Wait, we have someone else in studio? Someone else is in studio. Oh my gosh. And I'm about to introduce him. Weighing in at 160 pounds, stifling six foot three, boasting a record of 10 and 0. That's right. 10 ladies could not conquer him. It is the undefeated, the undomesticated, the untamable. McKay, the wild man pet. Wow, 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 wow. Well, uh, I don't know how to go off of that, but <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back, Zach and Hemma. Missed you guys. For those who aren't familiar, Sportsbeat After Hours is the podcast brought to you by the producers of Sportsbeat. It's whatever we wanted to talk about after Sportsbeat airs on Sunday nights. We talk sports, we talk pop culture, we talk. Not politics. And today's guest, McKay, welcome back. He used to be a producer here at Sportsbeat many, many moons ago. He has since moved on to greener pastures, uh, redder pastures. More southern pastures. Makes sense. Definitely more southern pastures. There are a lot of cows there. So, I mean, (laughs) Uh, McKay. Tell me where you've been for the past. What? How many years has it been since you left? Uh, I think ten. Months? Oh, yep. <laughs> Ten months. Ten well, months. This, this is his after hours debut, by the way. It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, were you never on on the pod? The no. First I mean, when, incarnation? when we got done with our Sunday show, I was so ready to get home and get to sleep. I ah. just, I always bounce pretty quick. But well, we are also anxious to go home and sleep. But we have so much to talk about, and we're so excited that you're here with us today. Um, what's it like being back in the studio? A lot of things have changed, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's different, but at the same time, it uh, feels like I never left. You know, you walk in and you see a lot of the similar faces, and you guys are talking about a lot of the same things, but uh, it sounds like a lot has changed in 10 months, so it's fun catching up and, you know, seeing all the different stuff. But just following you guys, it looks like, you know, you've been doing way more creative stuff and you know, a lot of that stuff that we talked about wanting to do 10 months ago. So it's cool seeing the, you know, the, the sports floor flourish a bit more. So you left partly because you wanted to pursue more creative things, right? Yeah. Well, why don't you let everyone know what you're doing now instead of producing sports beat? Yeah, and really, I mean, I, I owe everything I do now to KSL. They gave me a, a great first start. Um, really kind of taught me the basics of editing and producing and all that. Uh, but you're right. I, I wanted to kind of test the, the waters of creativity more um, and look more, you know, instead of doing videos for news purposes, working more specifically for a team, um, you know, promoting a brand, recruiting, stuff like that. Uh, so that's when I got in contact with Southern Utah University and their football program um, last year. And then they ended up offering me a job. So I went down there uh, last summer and started working with them. And, you know, everything from uniform reveals to intro videos, highlight videos, just funny promotional stuff, kind of anything um, that we think might help promote the program or, you know, get fans excited, get, get recruits excited. Uh, that's what we can do. So there's so much freedom. Um, NSU, it's such a such a fun school to work with. Uh, Cedar City is beautiful. So there's a lot of potential, um, you know, and a lot of stuff that hasn't been used before that I kind of get to mess with for the first time. I'm going to interject in this. If you guys haven't seen, just go check out 
Southern Utah University's social media presence because it is fire. It is fire. It is lit. It is flames. It is sick. And it's because of this guy, McKay Pet. He's like a one-man team Yeah, with his camera that he's just going out there and like he literally he's does inspired a lot of stuff that like him and i do for sure and when he's like out here saying like he wouldn't be where he is without ksl like he's just being very humble we wouldn't be ksl wouldn't be where it is today without mckay's influence because for sure his um his influence is still like widely mm-hmm. spread throughout like our editing techniques our styles different um effects that we use uh, for sure. There's stuff that we try out that we'll see you do with like your Southern yeah. Utah University stuff. It's stuff that like never even makes air that like people never see besides like him and I when we're just cooped up in that editing bay. Um, but it's stuff that we're trying to replicate that McKay does. And so, yeah, uh, we McKay's often, being very humble. Very when he humble. says that like <laughs> KSL gave him oh, a start because guys. he was awesome before. Yeah. Um, he got a shout out from Jeremiah Jensen while he was on his mission. Yeah, no, it, it's, so it's a funny story. So before my mission, I just started kind of messing around with uh, video editing just for fun, uh-huh. um, taking clips off YouTube, which, you know, isn't exactly the most legal thing to do, but I wasn't. <laughs> you I found wasn't, that out the hard <laughs> way. Yeah, that's a whole other pod. But, I mean, it was just something to do for fun, you know, promote the program I love. Um, and I think I was out about a week in Montana. And this was the University of Utah at the time. Yeah, not, this is a really big Utah fan. Um, so I was out at my mission for about a week and my dad sends me the screenshot of, uh, you know, Jeremiah's Twitter. And it said like, uh, he was replying to one of my videos and he said, you know, McKay does excellent work. He has, uh, he has a bright future in this business when he comes home. Um, and ironically, two years later, I returned home and Jeremiah slid into my DMs and told me they're looking for a producer and, and that kind of started my career with KSL. So it's pretty funny what started, you know, it was just a, a tweet complimenting me. I ended up working here and, um, I mean, I, I'm not kidding though. I, I owe KSL so much, you know, wherever I go in the future, I owe so much to, uh, being able to work with you guys and the chances you gave me. So, dude, well, and well let's let you great. plug some other stuff that you do too. Yeah. You don't what do really you work to? with like SUU, but like, and you're not only super talented at like editing and premiere, you also do like some freelance work. So what else are you doing? Yeah, so obviously right now it's kind of the the off season. There's not a ton of football or basketball going on. Uh, so right now I'm doing um, a lot of wedding videography. Uh-huh. Um, I've done gender reveals. Really anything that's the opposite of football and basketball <laughs> I've done. I mean, if if it needs to, if there needs to be a video for it, I I'm, I'm happy to do it. So what what's really cool is like McKay. This is how talented we think you are. Is like we run through this every day. You know, there there's people that can shoot, um, other things very well, like gender reveals, like weddings or whatever. And then shooting sports is like a totally different other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> we run into people that like shoot stuff for us all the time where we're like, Oh, you can tell that they don't shoot sports cause they, they're lacking in some areas. Sports is like a day in day out thing. Just so you guys yeah. know, like, if you're not honing those skills constantly, like it's hard to stay sharp on them. And um, I'll admit like during our tournament coverage for like the state tournament, like when we're shooting like soccer and baseball s- sports that we haven't shot all year. Oh yeah. You like, the, the first off. couple games yeah. are like pretty rusty and it's the same thing I'm sure with shooting because with, uh, with like wedding videos or gender reveals or 
you know, what, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, no drinks in the studio, Emma. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I just spilled all over the place. I got some, was, was that Rockstar? I, I got some of it on me. That's how good of a, I don't know what you want to call no, it. This, uh, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Bucked Up Energy. It, it really is. <laughs> it's fueled by Bucked Up Energy. <laughs> but anyway, so the creativity that goes into these, finding these different shots and um, actually like getting like a cool framing setup, like I'm sure that's something that you have to stay like very sharp with and constantly practicing and stuff like that. And um, I know I just bought like a nice camera and I'm just like goofing around, like trying to figure stuff out. And it's very different than shooting sports where all you do have to do is follow a ball, which yep, is harder sure. than it sounds like. But anyway, McKay does it all. He's very talented. You have very a drone talented. too, right? Like you do. Some oh yeah. I love my drone. I yeah. absolutely love my drone. <laughs> so McKay does it all. And, um, yeah. So if any of you guys down in Southern Utah and he's in Salt Lake for the summer, mm-hmm. um, are looking for some help with that stuff, I'm sure he's reasonably priced, but absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm looking you'll, for work. You'll get phenomenal work, phenomenal quality with that. So, and even if you're not having babies, like I've seen videos that McKay did, like, on his vacations to like Disneyland. Yeah, he, oh yeah. If you take McKay to Disneyland, Fire. he will like shoot your whole vacation <laughs> and like and turn out this amazing. awesome like five minute video. It literally looks like you know those Disney cruise commercials. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they look like. Yeah, or like the Carnival cruise. Exactly. Lines. Yeah. Like, exactly. Just, you want to go there so bad. So uh, yeah, McKay does great work, and so um, hopefully you guys get to work with him, and hopefully someday maybe it'd be cool if you came back because. Uh, <laughs> That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. No, it'd be it'd awesome. Be a party. Like, it's it's pretty cool having the old crew all back together because we have between the three of us, we have some good memories, fond memories, good stories that yeah, we were r- reminiscing on earlier off the air. But yeah. some of my we, favorite stories. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say we won't share them. But yeah, yeah. So, but some of my favorite stories obviously revolve around the fact that McKay is the only one around here that isn't married. Yeah. All the rest <laughs> of us have wives, and some of us have kids. Um. So, McKay, you being the only single guy in here, we have to kind of live vicariously through you and talk about your (laughs) adventures because they're so funny. We're not going to talk about your adventures today, but we are going to focus on the fact that you have been unbroken, untamed, and... You're a wild stallion. You're a wild stallion that just roams free. Do you see yourself finding the perfect girl and someday being tamed and maybe domesticated oh absolutely yeah absolutely like i i mean i haven't done a ton of dating but i i do have a feeling that as a result of that once i am whipped i'm going to be very (laughs) very very whipped which kind of makes me a little bit nervous uh but no i i do think that you know when when the time is right and the girl is right and all that other stuff um I am worried I'll be very, very tamed. <laughs> so what what we're going to do is uh, me and Zach put our heads together. Oh, boy. And we've been thinking and pondering about who you could possibly be with, who could possibly tame the wild stallion that is McKay Pet. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to toss it over to Zach. <laughs> he's going to take it away. So, Zach, take it away. Fire away. Let's hear it. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, thank you, Hemma. Welcome to the first episode of The Pet House with our first and only contestant because this show is tailor-made for him. Woo! Our contestant, he's the sweetie from Cedar City. He has a camera and can make girls look pretty. <laughs> he loves to hoop and chill in the jacuzzi. Ladies, do not pass up the chance if you want to be treated like a Disney princess. It's now or never for our first contestant, McKay Pet. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we worked very hard on this. I, we were, I, I we were here tell. very late last night. I don't know if I should admit that we worked hard on this, but um, we have some questions that we're going to ask you to kind of set up your dating profile a little bit. Okay. Um, we don't know anything about like Tinder or Mutual or Bumble. Because it's, it's trash. That's all you got to know. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's trash. It's absolute trash. So we're going to set up your dating profile, not for yourself, but for your perfect soulmate. Okay. Okay. So we're going to ask you some questions. We'll alternate. So Hema's going to lead it off. Okay. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll kind of find out like who your perfect match is. And I think that we have some... We have, a, we have a handful of people that are tailor-made, but All right. um, you may be familiar familiar with them. You may not be. Hopefully our listeners are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it'll be a good time. So, let's break it up, and I'll go first. Question one. These questions may seem very random and arbitrary, but I guarantee you they will come together at the end, and you will have the perfect match for you, Mr. McCabe. Question one. <clears throat> it's an outdoors question. Okay. Would you rather dive for clams or trap some beaver or raccoon or any other kind of furry animal? If you had to would you like be a fur? Would you rather be a fur trapper? I'd rather be a fur trapper. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Put that in the noggin. Okay. Calculate some uh, outcomes. So we're gonna put your time what back in the 1700s? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Here's a fight question. Okay. Would you rather get into a fight with a magic carpet or have to wrestle a beast? Ooh. I'd rather fight a magic carpet. I ain't oh, me- I, interesting. I ain't messing around with a beast. Okay. Okay. Question number three. It's a food question. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you two toppings, and you have to choose one. Okay. On top of the sauce and the cheese on your pizza, anchovies or broccoli? Ew. Uh, I'm going to go broccoli, but I, yeah, we'll go broccoli. Okay. Interesting. Okay. The next question, it's a sports question. Do you prefer... Maybe you've worked with these two teams, so maybe you have a bad experience with one of them. Women's softball or women's soccer? Ooh. All right. Well, first off, let me just preface that I am in no way diminishing either program at SUU. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get that out there. Because okay. uh, I, I mainly work with football and basketball anyway. But, but your question was, would I rather film Softball or soccer? Yeah, just what do you prefer in general? Uh, I, I'd, I'd rather do softball. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? I'm just curious. Um, I never played soccer, and, okay. and not that I played softball, but I did play you know a little bit of baseball and, and t-ball growing up, so I'm just more familiar with that type of sport. Um, yeah. I'd okay. say that. All right. And the last and final question. Do you like a girl that is a 
deep sleeper or a girl that stays out past midnight? Oh, stays out past midnight. Okay. Okay. Because here's the thing. Whatever girl I marry, you know we're going to be going to Disney. Okay. And I don't want to be, you know, married to some girl that 9 o'clock rolls around and after the fireworks just wants to go back to the hotel and sleep. Like, that's the best time to hit up all the rides, you know? So, she better be a night owl. Okay. Okay. So, you kind of like a... It sounds like you like someone who's kind of independent. A little bit of a wild child. uh, Has a good arm. Um... What, what was Wait, the pizza topping he picked? He picked broccoli. Okay. Let me. Okay. F- what bonus last question? Okay. Blondes or redheads? Blondes. Okay. 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 Uh, Absolutely. We know exactly who you're going with. Okay. Okay. McKay. Yes. Your perfect woman is Rapunzel from Tangled. Ooh. <laughs> I'd be down. So, for those of you that don't know, we kind of prefaced it earlier, but McKay loves disneyland like how often do you guys go like once a month your family um well i actually have to go to school and like go to work on like some other people in my family so <laughs> I, I don't Looking get to at you grandma yeah freaking <laughs> so i don't get to go on all the trips like once football season hits i'll miss out on a couple just because you know i'll be with football but i i'd say on average our family goes like five to eight disney parks a year okay yeah do, do you like disneyland or disney world better you know I mean, it, it's it's tough because Disneyland is like it's it's the original, like that is Walt's. Uh, but on the other end, Disney World, there's just so much more. There's water parks, there's mini golf, there's real golf. So wow. I, I'd probably have to say Disney World. Okay, so I went to Disney World for my first anniversary, um, and I had never been before. And like it was, to any Disney? Park? No, I, I had been to Disneyland okay. twice. Um, so I'm McKay's just putting me to shame. He's just looking at me like, no, oh my no. gosh, you're an embarrassment. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I went once when I was five. And uh, I think my brother was born nine months later, oddly enough. Anyway, um, the uh, I also went when I was 14 because my brother had never been. And so, um, actually, I, yeah, I was 14. I was in uh, mm. I was in the ninth grade. But anyway, uh, I went to Disney World for my first anniversary. And it was a great experience. The dining there is great. We ate at, like, all the cool uh, restaurants in the park and... Um, I'm trying to remember. I really loved Epcot. Uh, I'm trying to remember. The Magic Kingdom was awesome. The Animal Kingdom was all right. Um, had a couple of fun rides. But, like, my favorite thing by far was Epcot. And it's probably just because at that point I was older and I wanted to go try all the different types of foods that they have there. And they actually have, like, a pretty – I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is, like, the American in me just saying, like, claiming that they have, like, good – like cultural <laughs> draws yeah. and I could be completely off base, but um, yeah, I, I, I personally would prefer to go back to Disneyland. So I've only been to one park and it was Disneyland in California. And I actually I thought you were going to say Paris or Japan. No, I, like, I wish. Okay. <laughs> well, I've seen, uh, that's a different story, yeah. but like, okay. So I only went one time and it was when I was six and I actually remember this really well because I distinctly remember two events happening at this trip to Disneyland. Number one, I got lost. And I remember my mom telling me before we went into the park, she's like, if you ever get lost, go to the castle and we'll, we'll meet you there. And I got lost. And so I went to the castle and, um, a princess or something helped me. I told her I was lost 
and I ended up waiting in some room for like two hours Whoa. until my parents found me. All right. Yeah, and it was like, but it was like a cool room. Like they had TVs and like they gave me all this candy and all this stuff until until they found me. And then the second memory I have is we were too poor to like eat inside the park, so we brought like a cooler and we had to go to the car to eat. And it was like we went with our aunts and uncles and stuff like that. And as I was eating my sandwich, I was looking at my aunt who was standing in front of me. And a seagull crapped on her face and it landed like <laughs> right on her forehead. And I distinctly saw the white poop just like <laughs> land on her head. And I was traumatized. Oh. I was like, what just happened? And what is that? And it was great. Good memories. So you never have had like a Disney corn dog or like a turkey leg or anything like that? No. The only thing I've had is like Dole Whips. Okay. But that's because I had them in Hawaii and they I someone just told us that they're at Disneyland. Do you have plans <laughs> to take your family there anytime soon? Not anytime soon because okay. my oldest is going to be four and my youngest is two. And I have a feeling that if we go, it's going to be me and my wife carrying our kids pretty much most of the time. Especially, did you see that they like ban strollers? For yeah, they got like a crazy new side oh, stroller rules. They have like some pretty crazy rules now. Maybe McKay, have you been there since they? enacted these changes no okay. i i haven't been actually i was i was trip? gonna say i haven't been for a while but it's only been like five months so <laughs> it sounds really really okay, so bad. i haven't been to I know, I, I disney feel world in four years i haven't been to disneyland in 11 so oh my god i think that's a while yeah dang um but again mckay's just shaking his head looking up no no i i ain't judging <laughs> my family were honestly over the top about it I well think... it's cool though because like you guys have something that you guys can look forward to together that like you have all these memories with and it's not an experience that everyone can have. So like, um, yeah, like we have, and I don't have that same experience, but like we have other things that we probably have with our families. Like for my family, it's baseball. Like my family yeah. loves baseball and that's something that I've carried over into my marriage with my wife. And for our vacations, we go and travel to different cities and go to the, baseball stadiums there um and so everyone just kind of has like like him is like a big music and foodie guy and so he works for delta this podcast also powered by delta <laughs> powered <laughs> brought to you by delta <laughs> brought to you by delta um it's really not no it's not <laughs> but anyway um but yeah i, I get like to you, travel you, a lot you get to travel a lot because things. you work for yeah. delta and you go and try like cool food restaurants and stuff like that so everyone just has different things and yeah McKay's happens to be Disney and he's made like some really cool stuff from like those family vacation videos that you make are awesome. In fact, I was actually talking to someone else that works at a different TV station about it the other day because we were talking about just um, making creative videos of our family. So we have these memories that we can have with our kids and I used your videos as an example and he was blown away like yeah how good you are and this is someone who's like extremely 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 talented and so um yeah what what you do doesn't go unnoticed anyway I feel like I just kind of went full circle what we've done with our entire podcast (laughs) and now we're back to uh I don't know where we're back to well I know that we're not going to keep you all night, even though we could probably go and chat all night because you play basketball in the mornings, like do you, almost every morning. Yeah. So right? Monday, Wednesday, th- yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, I've been playing with a group of guys since I was 16 and we, we go play at 530 in the morning. So that's cool. So, so hoops is your sport. 
Yeah, I love basketball. Not not that I'm necessarily good at it, but I that's definitely my sport I love to play. Have you enjoyed the NBA playoffs so far? Absolutely. Even though the Jazz haven't been in it? Absolutely. Well, I didn't expect the Jazz to really What was do your favorite storyline so far? I You know, I mean, I I'm a total homer. I I love Steph Curry. Okay. I've, I've I've always loved Steph Curry ever since you know once he got drafted and just following him and it was once he signed with Under Armour wasn't it? Yeah, that, that played a huge role <laughs> in it because I it's because you have like seventeen Stephs uh, in I, your closet. I ex- you're dang right I do. And <laughs> and here's the thing: before Steph signed with Under Armour, their basketball shoes were trash. Yeah, they were. they were absolutely awful. Um, and once he signed with them, it totally changed the. The, the game of basketball for Under Armour. So Dude, that, that is a huge part of it. And, like, Under Armour is, like, killing them now. Like, they have, like, they not only have the, have Steph's line, but they have, like, The Rock has a line. That's yeah, it's... Under Armour, it's pretty dope. They're, they're booming Their right now. Their golf line's pretty sick. Um, a lot better. So so you, you're pulling for the Warriors, then? I, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say I'm pulling for them. Okay. Um, but... As a Canadian, I'm deeply offended if you aren't cheering for the <laughs> Raptors. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's tough to not cheer for the Raptors. You know, first time going to the finals. Uh, that whole storyline is just is just something else in itself. So I, I love Steph, um, but if the Raptors were to, to take out the Warriors, I certainly wouldn't be sad about it. I'd, I'd be pretty stoked for them. I think thus far, the, the Raptors have proven that Kawhi is, like, the best investment they've ever made. It's like, it's like when you rent, like, the ferrari or maserati to go to your high school reunion you're like oh that cost a buttload of money but it was totally worth it Got yeah. the chick, <laughs> you know and yeah so like the raptors because why might not even be round in the six next year no. like that's the thing that's crazy and we're kind of on the precipice of what's expected to be a big free agency summer with a lot of like key players playing their final games in this finals mm-hmm in their current uniforms. And so that's kind of been, it's been odd. It's kind of been an odd NBA finals. I don't know if you feel that way because the entire time that the jazz were in the playoffs, people were still talking about what they're going to do in the postseason, right? What moves they need to make, even though they're still in a series with Houston that after the first two games, like it actually was a pretty good series. Yeah. Outside of you throughout those first two games, um, It was a good series between two of the for sure. probably top four teams in the in the Western Conference. But I think people realized that we wouldn't make it out of at most the second round. Because, no. I mean, because it's it's just unrealistic. The West is too good. Yep. Yeah. But it does bring up the question, and it's interesting that the Raptors and the Warriors are in the finals. Is because the Raptors made some big trades and a big signing on a one year rental, and they're going to the finals. And then the Warriors, who for years were stocking picks, saving money, and then essentially blew the wad when KD became free, and they built a team up. And now it's like two teams, one that was like big yeah. signing rentals, and then the Warriors, which have been a, a dynasty. Well, and the thing that's interesting, too, about the Warriors is like since KD got hurt, all the rumors and everything that's been circulating like since the – the um, all-star game with him possibly going to New York and maybe even earlier than that. Um, it feels like it's kind of weighed down this team. And like, since he got hurt and hasn't played, like they're on a different level. Like Steph and clay are playing on a different level. So what do you think? Do you well, think and that, and that's when you asked what my favorite story was, it wasn't just all oh, the warriors are kicking butt. Sure. It, it's, it's the aspect that, you know, KD went down. 
then Iguodala went down, and it's like we saw the original Splash Brothers yeah. step back onto the scene. Yeah. And there's a, a kid from my mission. His name is Cade Potter, and we call ourselves the Splash Elders because we both, you know, <laughs> love these two. And, like, I mean, if you've seen Step Brothers, like, our relationship was, you know, a lot like that. You know, we just instantly became best friends. And we kept touching his drum set. Yes, that, that, that too. Well, I guess, yeah, besides the whole part they hate each other. That part, that <laughs> bad analogy. My bad. But anyway, so, uh, but just, you know, KD went down, and it's, everyone's like, all right, like, Warriors are done, you know. And, and just watching Steph and Clay come onto the scene. Um, and just kind of go back to that original Warriors team yeah. that I I really started to love. I mean, they all kind of went back to that. Draymond, went yeah, back it just to it, that. it went back to like the original Warriors, and it's just it's been so fun watching them play that style of basketball. And not that I wish any harm on KD. That's sure. not that's not what I'm meaning in any of this. But I do love watching them play without Kevin Durant, just because it's it's a totally different team and how they move the ball. You know how they play defense, how they talk as a team. It's just it's it's night and day, in my opinion. So what what do you think? Do you think the Warriors are better with KD or without? I think without KD. Wow. I'm going to be honest. I I just I think they share the ball more. Um, and most of all, I think they have more to play for. Hmm. Um, because I think it kind of puts a chip on their shoulder, like oh, no one believes that we can do this. And right. and when you're a team that's as good as they are. Like you probably never have a chip on your shoulder, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, what do we need to be upset about? But now that people are saying, "Oh, you know, Katie's the reason why you guys are where you are," um, I feel like it's just lit a fire in them. It's lit a fire, especially in Draymond Green. Yeah, he's a player that before this playoff series, he was probably one of my most disliked players in the league. I just, I, I was not a big fan of him. I, I don't like him either. Yeah, but I mean... but, but what? Just watching him play now, um, I don't know. Like I, he's really growing on me. What he's okay. really, really growing on me, and, and he and he is still kind of a punk out there. Like, sure. like there's no arguing that. But you know, he defends his team, he defends his coach. Uh, I don't know. Like, he's he's the type of guy that I would want on my team. No doubt. I mean, he is a kind of a small big, so you got to bang down in the paint. Like, yeah, you got to be, you got to be a little bit. Mean, and he just, I, I mean, he just plays hard, man. He plays so hard out there, and you know, like he's not as good of a shooter as as Clay or Steph, or may not have you know, those same abilities, but the guy just goes out there and balls. And I, yeah. I absolutely respect that. And even if he does make a long two or a big three, he will celebrate. Oh, he will celebrate. He, he will, <laughs> he will let he you good. know. Yeah. He will let you know. So this brings me kind of to the next question, focusing back on the jazz. Do you think they'd benefit in this off season? As soon as the trade markets or whatever open, um, would they benefit from a big signing one year rental kind of deal or should they continue on the slow build like they've always done? I think at this point, they don't have time anymore to waste. They need to show Donovan that they're dedicated to winning. They need to show Rudy that they are dedicated to him being able to actually, one, get individual accolades, but kind of be the defensive anchor for a team that's able to make a, a playoff push. And uh-huh. the thing that's going to be interesting with this is the Rockets, in my opinion, we're going to see the Rockets fade off into the sunset. Chris Paul is aging. Yeah. Um, they're going to lose a couple guys to free agency. Like, I just feel like the Rockets' window to win a championship it's closed gone. when they lost that game six against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And that and that kind of, to circle back around, that was, you know, one of my top two or three that what uh, Golden State did in that second round against Houston after KD went down is one of my favorite storylines that's happened this year. The other one being Damian Lillard's first round, which was just unbelievable, making 35-plus-foot shots 
repeatedly at just an, an, an insane rate. And then Toronto's insane comeback against Milwaukee sparked by that double overtime win yeah. and winning four straight. Um, but anyway, to bring it back around to the Jazz, they need to show that they are ready to win, um, that they want, that they feel that this is a group that they can build around. Because ever since, you know, Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer and that group left, mm-hmm. it's just constantly been rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding. Right. And they finally got to a point with Gordon Hayward where they thought that they had an opportunity that, hey, you know what, we've rebuilt to the point that we're ready to take the next step. Hayward leaves and Donovan kind of picks up the mantle. Um, but instead of taking a step forward, they, they've they stayed at that same level the last two years. Yeah. And they need to take another step forward. And that's winning, you know, four or five more games during the regular season getting better seating so you have home court advantage. They haven't had a home court advantage advantage in the playoffs since like 2001. Oh my gosh. That's so crazy. it's been like 18 years since the Jazz have had a home court advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. They need to capitalize on some of these not like tier A guys but like tier A minus B plus. Yeah, like 1B. Yeah. yeah. Like 1B that are going to be available like I mean there's so many things that could happen. I mean D'Angelo Russell could yeah. be available. Kemba Walker is a guy that's popped up Tobias Harris and then of course the Jazz are going to constantly link to uh, Mike Conley until he retires because of <laughs> what happened yeah. before the trade deadline this season so anyway um, yeah I just I, I think it's time that they need to make a move I think so too um, the thing is though <laughs> like the hard realization for like Jazz fans I think is um, if this is the right way to go which I agree that it is um to find someone that can make an immediate impact, no matter the cost, you're gonna have to lose some pieces. You have to lose some guys. Um, so, who are you willing to lose? Honestly, everybody but Donovan and Gobert. Even Joe. Even Joe. Okay. Can I take I, it one step further? Yeah. Everyone but Donovan. Really? Yep. I continue. I feel like you're oh, still going. No, but... no, no. I, that, I, that's really interesting because I I really think that you need. A core of at least three really outstanding players. I would say all-star caliber. We can argue about Rudy Gobert, but I think he's all-star caliber. Um, and then you just fill in around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you can get by with people like Joe. Plus, like a lot of those guys are on the cheap too, man. Like that's true. You can keep a lot of these guys on the cheap. Um, but yeah, I'd be I'd be willing to lose a lot of guys to to get further into the playoffs. I I feel somewhere that the Jazz need to go. When Joe was first brought onto the Jazz, he was like the sixth guy off the bench, and now he's a starter. And it's kind of forced, it's been forced um, for Quinn to play that hand because of Gordon leaving and them playing the same position. Mm -hmm. I feel like for all the good that Joe has done, all the great moments that he's had, um, how beloved he is, his purpose is best served as like a sixth guy off the bench. It's kind of sparking the second unit. He and it's not to discredit everything that he's done because he's been a great starter. And I love Joe. And I, I, I love Joe too. But in order for the Jazz to get better, like he needs to be the guy leading the bench unit because he's an extremely talented player that is an NBA starting caliber you know, small forward. But if they can get a better option out there and bring out a better starting five, then you go for it, you know? I think, I mean, you can just, it's just, 
that's too bad. It's it's great that Joe is a, the spark in the second unit, but it's also too bad because anybody could be the spark in the second unit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting what you said, McKay, about you'd be willing to lose Gobert. You'd well, be willing to lose the de- defensive player of the year. I, I would be. And the fact of the matter is Donovan Mitchell's the future. Yes. And and not that I'm saying we cut Gobert and we do whatever is possible to get rid of him, but if there is a situation that comes up that is better for Donovan Mitchell, you know, or better for the future of the Jazz, and if it means we lose Gobert, I honestly wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I love Rudy. His defense is absolutely phenomenal, but what concerns me is his offense, you know, and I feel like to have, you know, a player that that you say, okay, whatever we like, no matter what we keep him, he needs to be overall, you know, a good player, offense, defense, just leadership, whatever it is. And I feel like Rudy, you know, he, he's got that defensive side absolutely down. He's no doubt the best defender or the best defender in the league, in my opinion. Um, but I want a center that can be a little more of an offensive threat. Because uh, right now you look at the Jazz on offense and. Man, there were times where it was just it was awful trying to get something going, and um, you know teams they take notice of Donovan now. Uh, you know they're going to come at him a lot more, and there needs to be more weapons around him that mm-hmm. can score. And yeah, I mean, I might I might be crazy on that. No, but. I, I agree. So I, the one thing, like I, I get what you're saying, but like at the same time, like the identity that the Jazz have built is a defensive identity. So they would have to completely change like the structure of the team mm-hmm. and the way that they're coached and the way that their game plan going into games is and how Quinn schemes in games if they were to get rid of Rudy. And I, I, I do think that Quinn's a good enough coach, but I feel like Rudy's not the only piece that you have to move if you do that. Um, and like even on our website, uh, to plug kslsports.com, it was mentioned that, you know, the Jazz do have a tough decision to make because since Rudy made um, an all-NBA team, he qualifies for a Supermax. And so, so I, now I feel like he's out. in a position yeah. that yeah. he is going to want to get paid because he's earned it. And he's not going to take the hometown discount just because right. he loves Utah, which he does. He's grateful for what the Jazz have given him. But he also has a chip on his shoulder because he's constantly getting disrespected. Yeah. And so if he has a chance to take the money and run and go to a bigger market and get more name recognition, I in a sport that's all about individuals, Rudy would do that. You know, I, I would and I wouldn't put that past him. Like I wouldn't blame him for wanting to do yeah. that. And so I mean, yeah, if the Jazz are gonna go all in on moving Gobert, they need a clear house with like all the other pieces they have brought in, like, um, you know, like Tabo and, you know, going with Dante, who's like a, a defensive first point guard. Like, you need a clean house with anyone who's going to fit that structure, and you build the team around Donovan. Yep. And you scheme around Donovan, you coach around Donovan, and you add players that complement Donovan and make him better. I agree. Yeah. So, cool. We'll We'll have more to talk about. Um, with the Jazz as the season goes along after the finals when all the awards happen and all that stuff. But, uh, um, yeah, McKay, was there anything uh, else that you wanted to talk about while you're on the pod? 
I don't know. Is just good to you be, want to plug or anything? It's good to be back with you guys. Yeah. It is fun. No, this is fun. I mean, it's these are the blast. kind of conversations that we had and um, when McKay worked here before. So it's good to get together and do this again. Can I throw in one thing? Yeah. So earlier you said I'm I'm a one-man crew at SUU and um, – I, I I just I gotta like correct that a little bit because okay. there there are a ton of people that help me out there you know with our I um, apologize to these other people no you're good like, who I do just, you want to shout out well uh you know like our you know he's our our director of communications uh, Bryson Lester um he's kind of been the main guy like I, I report to uh, he's been absolutely awesome to me and then we have another videographer his name is Hoku um and last fall he was with uh, the Bills. Oh, cool. um, doing some Whoa. stuff with them and then now that he's back i uh, we he he kind of splits roles so like i'll take on um you know like basketball and football and then he'll take on like uh gymnastics uh women's basketball some of the other sports that i can't cover because i'm mm-hmm. focused on those two um and he is absolutely phenomenal to work with he does a great job so i uh, i'm certainly not doing it all on my own there, there there's so many people that, that are helping me out and then the coaches and the players um They've been so welcoming to me just to, I mean, to have a random kid show up and start putting a camera in your face, that yeah. can be a little uh, a, a little bizarre and, you know, just weird. Um, but the coaches have been awesome for it, and, and they're all for it. So SU's been great. Uh, I seriously couldn't have asked a, for a better school to work with right now. Um, but I do miss you guys oh, that's <laughs> a awesome. lot. Like, we're, we're extremely happy for you. And, like, when the opportunity came up, like, we knew that it was something that you wanted to do. And as much as it sucked to lose you, um, I, I think that you probably feel like it was a good move and you're happy where you're at. And like Hema said earlier, if you can work your way back here one day, that'd be awesome because we could all use a little more McKay Pat in our lives. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, McKay, thanks for coming onto the podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure as always having you on there. I am your host, Hema Hamily Jr. Zachary Hicken. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. You took my line. Sorry. (laughs) See you guys.